Blog Talk Radio.
Internet Church. I'm Pastor Sabrina, and we want to thank the Lord for all of you. And we want to thank the Lord for his very presence among us. This is the day that the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. You know, saints, we're, we are growing quite a bit. We're not the same group we started out. We've, uh, we've grown in the Lord quite a bit. And I must say, as your pastor, I'm quite proud of your growth. I want to encourage those of you who have not yet had an opportunity uh, to spend some time in the chat room, uh, possibly t- later tonight or tomorrow. There are some Entries that I made that um, should be of interest to everyone. Uh, we particularly have an interest uh, entry rather on uh, one of the adjudications that we did on Wednesday night, and there's a follow-up to it. Amen. So, for those of you that the Holy Spirit is speaking to on that matter, please do heed Him. And allow him to lead the way. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We want to thank you, Lord, for your presence. We want to thank you for your correction. We want to thank you for your discipline. We want to thank you for your love. The Bible says that those you love, you chasten and correct. So we want to thank you for every correction and all the discipline that you give us, because you want us to be just like you. And we are seeking your faith so that we can do more than just comply, but that so we can be transformed. We want to be transformed, Lord. We want to go from strength to strength, from faith to faith. And we want to thank you for affording us such a, glorious opportunity as to be transformed into the image of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are happy for all the new members that you have brought. We are thankful for them, Lord, and we ask that you help them to get caught up as best they can. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Now, saints, let's take a deep breath for a moment. And exhale everything that wasn't good, thing that wasn't good, that annoyed you, however you got, you know, little miff there, just exhale it, let it go, let it go. Forgive the situation and let it go in Jesus' name. Hand it over to the Lord. He's the only one that can make permanent changes. Amen. Now, Father, we give you praise, we give you glory, we give you honor, we worship you, we lift up holy hands to you without wrath and without doubting. We thank you, Lord, 
for your glorious presence. We thank you, Lord, for the presence of the angels of God. We thank you, Lord, for all the protections from the word of God, from the armor of God, from the blood of Jesus, praising angels, all the protections that you offer us, Lord, even the protections of the word of God. We give you praise, Lord. We thank you. We humble ourselves before you. We take it to be an honor to be able to come before the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We want to thank you, Lord, for all that you have taught us thus far. You've taught us a lot, and so we're responsible for what we've been taught, Lord. We're responsible to do the right thing with the teachings that we have received. We're to allow them, first of all, to change us. First and foremost, to change us and to change the way we perceive life and to change, Lord, prayers, less about us and more about your kingdom, less about us and more about your kingdom. We thank you, Lord, for not only the transitioning that's going on within us, but the transition that's going on in our prayer life. We give you praise, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that as we're growing, as we're learning that our flesh is actually dead, it's been crucified, and we're stepping over it and walking in faith, walking in the word of God, walking in the scriptures, Lord, that we're seeing miraculous changes in ourselves and now surfacing in our prayer life. We honor you, Lord. No one else could do this in us but you. And so we give you the praise, you the glory, you the honor. We give you the praise, you the glory, and you the honor for the changes you've made in us. Lord, you heal things in us. You heal things in us that were wounded and broken and left, just left. You've healed us on the inside. You've made us whole again. We're no longer the broken person we were some time ago. We don't feel like we're dashed into pieces anymore. No, Lord, we've been healed. We've been mended. We've been made whole on the inside. We have a oneness and a closeness with you that we have never had before. And so we want to thank you, Lord, for every change that you have made within us. We're not bleeding. No, we're not. We've been healed in that spot, Lord. We've been healed in that spot. All of those hurts and injuries, and wounds that were inflicted by attitudes and words and situations and mistreatment. You healed. You healed it, Lord. We can follow you with a whole heart now. We can follow you with a whole heart. You've changed our thinking. You've changed our perspective. You've changed our attitude. You've changed our beliefs, you've changed our focus, and you healed us. We want to thank you for the healing. 
We want to thank you for the change. We are better now than we have ever been at any time before. And we want you to know, Lord, that we are grateful. We're not bitter anymore. We're not bitter. We don't moan and groan and complain out of bitterness because we're not bitter. We're better. Thank you for the better, Lord. Thank you for the better. Thank you for the better that's down in our heart and in our mind and in our mind. We're not whining about what we don't have because we're grateful for all that you've done and all that you've given to us. We're thankful, Lord, for your grace abounding to us and continued blessings are coming into our lives, Lord. We don't get upset as long as we used to. We cut it short now. We get right down to the bottom of it and we repent and we get over it and we move on. Thank you, Lord. We're remembering to forgive even before the trespass occurs. Thank you for it, Lord. Thank you. That's growth. That's growth. We're more obedient than we were before. We can remember what you've told us to do and actually perform it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. We need you. Every moment of every hour, Lord, we need you. We need you. And we thank you, Lord, for the progress that we made thus far. We thank you, Lord, for the progress that we've made thus far, Lord. We give you the praise. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. We realize, Lord, that we're not deserving of any blessing at all. But you are so gracious and so good and so kind and so merciful and so long-suffering that you bless us over and over and over and over again. And you're teaching us to be more of a blessing than we have been before, Lord. Teaching us how to be more of a blessing than we have been before. We look forward to the new growth that's coming. We look forward to the new growth that's coming. Yes, Lord, we look forward to the new growth that's coming. But we're thankful that the growth for the growth that we already have. Thank you for your wonderful blessing. Thank you for your marvelous move in our lives. We give you glory. We give you praise. We give you honor, Lord. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You won't leave us the way you found us. Thank you, Lord. Father, we know that if we ask anything according to your will that you hear us, Heavenly Father, thank you for the promise of your word, which tells us that when we call on you, you will answer us and show us great and mighty things. This wonderful promise inspires us to learn to pray more effectively 
and to experience all that you have for us in prayer. We thank you, Father, for the confidence that we have in you, that if we ask anything according to your will, you do hear us. And because we know that you hear us, we know that we will receive whatever petitions we ask of you. Your word reveals your will to us. Therefore, we will pray according to your word. Your word is filled with so many precious prayer promises, Lord. Thank you for each and every one of them. As we meditate on these promises and learn to pray your word and your will, we know your word will never return void. It will always accomplish your purposes, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your Holy Spirit who helps us to pray more effectively. For when we're not sure how to pray about a matter, the Holy Spirit comes to our aid. We trust the Holy Spirit to lead and to help us in every area of our life including our prayer life. Father, we thank you for teaching us how to pray more effectively. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. And a special welcome to all of our first-time listeners. We are a Christian, non-denominational, Protestant, international, Internet church. And we meet on the Internet every Wednesday and Friday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time in the United States of America and whatever time that is in your time zone. And we meet on Sundays as Miracle Outreach Ministries on Sundays at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time in the United States and whatever time that may be in your time zone whichever time zone you happen to be in. We want to welcome you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and we pray that you will find the services to be not only beneficial but uplifting and inspiring. We want to thank the Lord who never leaves us nor forsakes us for being here with us. Amen. It's all about him. It's all about him. We invite everyone to join us in our chat room, which is located on our webpage. And our webpage is MiracleInternetChurch.com, MiracleInternetChurch.com. Across the banner when the page comes up, you'll see MIC Radio Chat. Please click that link. Page changes, click guest. When the page changes again, sign in using your name, one of the names on your birth certificate, just one of them, not all, just one. And enter your your um, greeting for the saints, and the saints will respond to you in kind. If you're on a cell phone, you have similar instructions. Use your browser to find MiracleInternetChurch.com. When the page comes up, across the banner, you'll see three white lines against a black background. 
click the three white lines, and they open up all the other links. Choose MIC Radio Chat, and you may follow the directions as given. Amen. We welcome you all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and we encourage you to invite your friends, your enemies, uh, your your relatives, your neighbors, whomever the Lord uh, lays on your heart to come and listen, because everybody needs the Word of God. Everyone needs the Word of God. Amen? Praise God. So... I think we need to, or I need to do something right quick. Amen. Thank you, Lord. That's right, saints. Keep inviting people. Somebody invited you. Amen. Someone invited you. So keep inviting people. That's how they find out we're here. And that's how they get healed and saved and delivered and set free. And all of the other good things that happen. Amen. I'm making a couple of adjustments here, and we should be able to get right on with what we're going to do in Jesus' name. I want to specifically thank all of you who come up and uh, and intercede for the broadcast. Uh, half an hour before the broadcast begins, I want to thank the Lord for each of you. It's a blessing to know that there are those who are willing to sacrifice and come on in and and do what God asks us to do so that we will have a more streamlined uh, ministry presentation and not so much interruption from the enemy. Amen. So, Father, we want to thank you in the name of Jesus for your guidance, for your direction, for your counsel, for your rebukes, for your correction. Thank you, Lord. It helps us to live the Christian life and not be hypocrites. It helps us, Lord, not to be hypocrites. We don't want to be hypocrites. We want to be the real thing. We want to be real Christians. Amen? It doesn't matter what people say about us because some of them, are just scorning the gospel. They don't want to hear it anyway. Amen. So I want to thank the Lord for those of us who have learned not to allow those ugly things that people say to bother us. Why? Because we know that they don't have their act together, and they need what we have come come into. They need what we've learned here. But until they're willing, you can't pull them. You just have to pray and let the Holy Spirit do what he does best. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. You know, some people have a lot of pride, and they don't want to admit that they need help from God, and they certainly don't want to admit that they've sinned. So... We know how to look right over that flesh because that's what that is. Amen? Some of our family members and friends and whatnot are loaded with pride. In fact, if we were to see them in the spirit, they're so weighed down with pride, they can't get much else accomplished because it's all about them, so they think. 
But just let the Holy Spirit go to work. He knows what he is doing. He knows what he's doing, and he knows where to work. So ask him to work, him to to deal with them. Amen? Well, not only do the demons not want them free, a lot of them don't want to be free either. Amen? A lot of them don't want to be free either. They like their sin. They find pleasure in sin for a season. They're leery of this Jesus stuff because they think they're going to have to give up their sin. (laughs) What they don't understand is that they're going to want to give it up. But anyway, until that time, pray for them. God knows what to do. God knows what to do. He knows. Father, in the name of Jesus, we want to thank you that we are wrapped up in the spirit of truth. We have on the breastplate of righteousness, and our feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. We thank you for the shield of faith so that we can quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. We thank you for the helmet of salvation. We've got our sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. We thank you that we're covered by the blood of Jesus, and we forgive everyone who has sinned against us or our family member in any way in Jesus' name. We release them to you, Lord, and we thank you for your intervention in such. We know that no weapon formed against us shall be able to prosper, and every tongue that is risen against us in judgment, we condemn it. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord. We have precious promises from your word. We have guarantees from the throne of God that you will never leave us nor forsake us and you will keep us in the right way, that you lead us in paths of righteousness for your namesake. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for supplying all of our needs. Sometimes our need is the right scripture. Thank you, Lord, supplying all of our needs. We know that in you we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. So, Lord, we're still casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and we bring every thought captive to the obedience of Jesus Christ. We cast all of our cares on you, Lord. Everything that has come across our path, we cast it all upon you. That weight's too heavy for us. But you can handle it, and we trust you to do so. Amen. Because we're taking hold of the joy of the Lord, and the joy of the Lord is our strength. Yes, Lord, overcoming is in you. Amen. Amen. You've been teaching us to speak forth your word. Sometimes we... We walk around and we just skip, Lord, but you've been telling us we have to open our mouths and we have to speak forth your word. So we thank you, Lord. We thank you. And, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we bind Satan, the strong man, and all of his evil angels, evil spirits, demonic agents, all of his underlings, timings, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, orders, satanic agendas, and demonic assignments against the righteous. 
We bind every one of them in the name of Jesus. And we take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name. We bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ. We come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, and we come out of agreement with Satan, his agents, and their wicked powers. We close and seal all portals, channels, open doors of access to the enemy. We pull down all demonic thrones. We bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in high places. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord, and garland. We bind the demons and workers of darkness in the heavenlies, in the bush, and in the deep. We bind rape and murder to its strong man and dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains and darkness, placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. We bind the sources of all witchcraft attacks, and we return the attacks unto the heads of the devils that bring them to cling to them for eternity. We send these attacks back where they came from in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. We send the attacks back where they came from. We send them back. We thank you that they cannot stay because they don't belong with us. They must go back in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. We bind all trafficking demons, reporters, listeners, watchers, peeps, whispers, familiar, electronic, digital technology demons and their attacks, leviathan spirits and their attacks, brainwashing, kundalini spirits and their attacks, water and marine spirits and their attacks, all sex devils and their attacks, unclean spirits and their attacks, passive devils, pain-afflicting spirits, sleep deprivation spirits, artificial intelligence, smart dust, drone spirits, sorcery devils and their attacks, seducing, womanizing, whoredom spirits and their attacks, all the voices of the stranger, the charmer, the seducer, and their attacks, and all hypnotic trance devils and their attacks in the name of Jesus Christ. We take authority, dominion, and power over any situation or entity or or technology causing ringing in the ears in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind it. We send it back in the name of Jesus. It is not the will of God and therefore not our will, and we will not tolerate it in Jesus' holy name. We send it right back to the source in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. We bind electromagnetic attacks, smart technology and particle attacks, techno-paganism, mind control by the occult, force feedback, cyber stalking, cyber sex, cyber sex crime, pornography, demonic curiosity, bewitching spirits which manipulate modern technology, pulse microwave radiation attacks designed to cause neurological problems, Brain injuries, seizures, strokes, debilitating headaches, vertigo, binding directed energy microwave weapons, binding our vibrations, which are demons. We send you right back, bound, go right back where you came from. In Jesus' holy name, thank you, Lord. We bind targeted radio frequency, all pulse weapons, all microwave weapons, debilitating sonic frequency attacks, and the work of every druid. We bind electromagnetic attacks, smart technology, techno-paganism, and mind control by the occult. We bind it in the name of Jesus. We bind hypnotic and trance devils and their attacks and all mystic rituals and their intent. We overturn and empty our cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers 
and the magicians. We bind 5G and all of its ill effects toward us in the name of Jesus Christ. We take authority, dominion, and power over whatever may be attacking us from outer space, from a satellite, from a planet, from a station on a planet, from what's coming through the cell towers and through our devices in the name of Jesus. We send it back, every bit of it, right now in Jesus' holy name. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We bind we overturn and empty our cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind every order of magic and mystic arts. We bind Buddhist black magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptian, Chaldean, Hindu, Indian, African, European, North American, South American, Russian, Ukrainian, Chinese, Japanese, Taiwanese, from Afghanistan, from Iran, from Iraq, from the former Yugoslavia, from Norway, from Spain, from Portugal, we bind our Caribbean and Latin American black and white magic in the name of Jesus Christ. We return it from whence it came in the name of Jesus. All Haitian witchcraft bound. Go back where you came from in the name of Jesus Christ. We take authority, dominion, and power over new ethnic groups in our area, whatever area that may be, and their demons. We bind their demons, their powers, their principalities, their rulers of darkness, and the spiritual wickedness that they bring into our atmosphere in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all Spanish witchcraft in Jesus' name. We bind the cities under the sea in Jesus' name. We bind every global cabal and every facet and organization of the Illuminati. We bind you all in the name of Jesus and your wicked works in the name of Jesus. We bind the WEF, the WHO, and the UN in Jesus' name. We take authority, dominion, and power over the financial acumen of all of these uh, persons who feel that they need to be enemies of the Lord Jesus Christ. We bind mammon in their lives in the name of Jesus Christ. We take authority, dominion, and power over mammon in their lives, over witchcraft in their lives, over the occult in their lives in the name of Jesus. 
We call for the judgments of the righteous judge concerning every aspect of their lives. In Jesus' holy name, Father, we ask in the name of Jesus that the righteous judge judge not only the puppeteer, but the puppet in Jesus' name as well. Rumba bakushe rese la de dio karugi ringe de rabrosha la de dio sola la de okura kakaka. We call for the judgment, Father, from the righteous judge on persons who will use their honeymoon to go delve. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind your wicked works. Every wicked work that you have done will come uncovered. The scriptures declare it. Ore la la leo sunde rabreke runge de rabrosha la de dio sura kaharikise de de dio sa. Your wickedness will come down. And the murders that you are responsible for will come completely uncovered in Jesus' name. Lord Jesus, we bind the shape-shifting spirits that uh, serve as murderers in Jesus' name. We bind the shape-shifting spirits that serve as murderers in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all Morgellons attacks, and we return every attack to the senders. We bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind all free-flying devils. We bind all evil spirits which take animal forms, all shape-shifting spirits, trapping them into their shifted form for eternity. We bind every demon responsible for the dominion of sin in our culture. We bind impulsivity, inattention, racing minds, hyperactivity, low levels of dopamine in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind the prince of the power of the air and we return his powers to Jesus Christ. We bind the power of the dog and every abomination that's been committed. We bind the Lord of the flies and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We bind the Mandela effect, all satanic ritual abuse, devils, satanic worship, and witchcraft dedications, and all rituals done on the phases of the moon in Jesus' name. We bind all formations of bullflies and demonic insects. We bind all spiders in their webs, trapping them in their own webs. We bind the transference of evil spirits, spirits of infirmity, supplanting the gods of the people of the land, the gods of the groves, and every spirit that exalts science, logic, human reasoning, and demonic knowledge against the knowledge of God and makes man wise in his own eyes. Thank you, Father. We bind mammon and his agents, and they are many. We bind mammon and his agents and their wealth. In the name of Jesus Christ, Ruka. We bind Mammon, his agents, and their wealth in Jesus' name. 
We bind all demons sent forth to intimidate, harass, manipulate, lie against, mock, wear down, infect, destroy, spy, sabotage, hinder, monitor, track, besmirch, block, distract, confuse, pervert, stifle, curse, expose, stop, defile, corrupt, undermine, despise, assassinate, divide, confound, attack, reproach, reduce, and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. We bind the shedding of infected persons upon us. We return and loose these attacks to the senders according to the covenant. We bind the bondage of generations of fools, the spirit of the fool, the fool's anger in Jesus' name. We bind the carnal mind, food lust, addictions, gluttony. Amen. Thank you, Lord. We return to sender according to the covenant. All and every reprisal, retribution, counterattack, psychic weapon, retaliation, all avenging, all blowbacks, all vengeance, blood rituals, every boomerang, each payback, and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. We release alertness over the members of Miracle Internet Church in Jesus' name. This includes every evil work, mark, rite, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, pronouncement, vow, root work, or sin against us. Astral projection, sending demons to us to work against us and against all that pertains to us. Father, any potion that's been concocted, any ritual, any ceremony, any sacrifice that has been done to cause us to uh, go into slumber, when we need to be alert, we bind it in the name of Jesus Christ and return it from whence it came in the name of Jesus. We release it where it came from in the name of Jesus Christ. We give you the praise, glory, and honor, Father. Thank you, Lord. Amen. We send back all astral projections. We send the demons back. So now they must work against you. No demon, no wicked person, or unrighteous event left behind in Jesus' name. Binding the inordinate use of conjugal rights, returning to sender all witchcraft attacks through channeling, and the satellites against the website and the app, in Jesus' name. Returning all Cameroonian wizardry, black magic, juju, hexes, vexes, spells, and charms, in Jesus' name. Returning all Nigerian or tribal witchcraft of any kind, including blood sacrifices, in Jesus' name. Returning all Chaldean witchcraft from whence it originated, in the name of Jesus Christ. Returning all Spanish witchcraft, brujeria sending it back in the name of Jesus Christ from whence it originated, breaking and destroying our social, emotional, and psychological ties with food and drink, which are displeasing to Jesus Christ, binding superficial religious acts, binding magic spells for love, money, protection, black magic, white magic, candle magic, hoodoo, root work, lucky charms, high magic, folk magic spells, binding the demons of energy, Boomeranging their wicked works upon them, binding on magical language, magic signs, magical patterns, even in numbering, binding synchrony, binding and caging Poseidon and all other water devils, stripping them of their crowns and powers in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Returning those powers and crowns to the Lord Jesus. Amen. We bind all vampire spirits, voodoo, hoodoo, ancient arts, mystic rituals, devils attending the New World Order, New Age Movement, Great Reset, Make-Believe, Fantasy, Fables, Enchantments, False Religions, Numerology, Horoscopes, the Spirits and Works of the Oppressors, the Spirit and the Children of Disobedience. 
Binding martial arts, yoga, transcendental meditation, antichrist ideologies and doctrines, Ahab and Jezebelic spirits and practices, lewdness, perversions, the outworking of vain deceit, death spirits, spirits of destruction, chaos, and mayhem, oppression, depression, anarchy, premonition, clairvoyance, ESP, telepathy, psychokinesis, out-of-body experiences, reincarnation, haunting, poltergeist, astral travel, Psychic healing, demonic meditation, spirit guides, and defilement by wizards. We take authority, dominion, and power, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind the king of pride and all of his underlings in Jesus' name. We bind you all. We bind up your head in the name of Jesus. We break your death row in the name of Jesus Christ. We send you into the spiritual cage and to the feet of Jesus for judgment. We bind all human, demonic, blood, sexual, financial, animal, food, fecal, and soulish sacrifices in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry. We bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, yeah, mind control, apathy, unyielding, nature worship, deception, idol mind, unfocused mind. Scoffing, error, worldly indoctrination, military spirits, rioting, abuse, all trolls, fear, combative jealousy, fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, weariness, betrayal, unfaithfulness, and temptation to sin in Jesus' name. Yes, Lord, we thank you for what you're doing. Thank you, Lord. We bind Belial, Beelzebub, Baal, Molech, Basilic, Python, Neptune, Zeus, Apollyon, Kali, all gods and goddesses. Osiris, Isis, on all false deities, Mammon, Atlas, Baphomet, and the 72, and we chain you with eternal chains under darkness, send you into the spiritual cage, to the feet of Jesus for judgment. Thank you, Lord. We undo the works of all demonic weapons, fireballs, poisons, voodoo pins and dolls, hot and cold spots, psychic weapons, excuse me, prompters, codes, Triggers, charms, tumors, designs, and signals in the name of Jesus Christ. And we return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. We break the powers of every Masonic ritual, rite, ceremony, vow, pledge, and pact in Jesus' name. Yes, we do. We bind the rituals, the brotherhood, the lodge, the craft, the worship, the grips, Freemasonry, and all of those activities with the associated organizations. We bind the rituals of every secret society and the powers therein in Jesus' holy name. We bind every spirit that was familiar to the Laodiceans. We bind the insanity, the pride, the work of errors and foolishness of our own opinions. We bind being misled. We bind jumping to conclusions. And we return and loose all the retaliations of the enemy upon his own head according to the scriptures. We bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin. We denounce and renounce them all and loose ourselves from them. Father, we bind the works of those who work to bring honor to themselves. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Yes, Lord, we are continuing to bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin. And we are denouncing them all 
renouncing them all and loosing ourselves from them all. Thank you, Lord. We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassments, and witchcraft back on our own heads, as well as their mind control. We bind the spirit of slumber. We thank you, Father, that you have given us power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm us. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven. We bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask you hear hearts to believe and minds to receive. What the Spirit of God says to the church, we repent of an evil heart of unbelief. And we ask you, Father, to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. Lord, we have come to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke and chain, and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth. Lead us into truth. Your word is truth. Make us to know the truth. Your truth will make us free. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Lord, we come to celebrate the scriptures with you and to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. We will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief in whom we serve and obey. We want to thank you, Lord. We want to give you the praise. We thank you, Lord. We take authority, dominion, and power over every demon that has followed us, was sent to us, or transferred to us. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ, and we command you to leave us now, right now, in Jesus' holy name. We command you to leave us right this moment in the name of Jesus Christ. We take authority, dominion, and power over any demonic entity coming through our computers or through our cell phones, and we bind them in the name of Jesus Christ, especially the iPhone. We take authority, dominion, and power over the work of the devil. And, Lord, where the iPhones were dedicated to Buddha, Thank you, Lord. Thank you for what you do. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem, for kings, for all who are in authority, and all true Christians everywhere. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Though we walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive us. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand shall save us. Father, we cover ourselves and our transportation in the blood of Jesus Christ. We take authority, dominion, and power over every interference through the demonic realm and through faulty human beings. In Jesus' holy name, we break their power in the name of Jesus Christ. We break their grip and hold in Jesus' holy name. We cover ourselves and our property with the blood of Jesus, authority over all the demons of the night, the bad dreams, the night dreams, the sex dreams, anything or anyone trying to get into our dreams, anything, any situation which brings disrespect to our lives. We bind it in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. We bind it in the name of Jesus Christ, and we command them to stay away. We ask for your angels, your giant angels, to continue to protect us and our property 
And we thank you for the wall of fire that surrounds us with the glory in the midst. Amen. We pull out, literally, all fiery darts, pins, needles, spears, voodoo, curses, anything that came to us from the demonic realm. We literally pull it out right now in Jesus' name. You know, saints, when I say this part and you know there's something sticking in you, you're supposed to reach to where the sticking is and pull it out and fling it back to where it came from. In Jesus' name, amen? Amen. These are not just words. This is what we do. Praise God. We pull out our fiery darts, pins, needles, spirits, voodoo, witchcraft, curse, anything from the demonic realm. We send it back in Jesus' name. We tear down and destroy and burn silver cords, ley lines, soul ties, attachments, covenants, agreements, oaths, consents, garlands, vows, pledges, pacts, leagues, and all other form of agreement with the demonic realm. We tear down and destroy walls of protection and shields around all Witches, warlocks, wizards, Satanists, nanotechnology, globalists, shamans, in Jesus' name. We break the powers of their charms, their love spells, their vexes, hexes, and curses, their fetishes, their psychic prayers and thoughts, witchcraft, sorcery, voodoo, sickness, pain, torment, incense and candle burnings, chantings, incantations, root works, crystals, hoodoo, ungodly blessings, death spirits, potions. The rain frequency meditation, all mind control. We take authority, dominion, power. We bind the tribal rituals and the sins. Whatever they have sent, we send it back right now in Jesus' name. Our Heavenly Father didn't send it to us. Therefore, we will not receive it in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. We send back spirits of hate, bitterness, murder, envy, jealousy, wizardry, sorcery, Blindness, bondage, deafness, fear, and hatred in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Father, for breaking every yoke, for your yoke is easy and your burden is light. We thank you. We thank you for the liberty that you have given us, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you for the liberty and the love that we've been blessed with. We thank you for the truth. Your word is truth. You teach us the truth, and you teach us how to properly receive the truth. Thank you for your truth, Father. I release the fear of the Lord, faith, humility, strength, victory in spiritual warfare, and favor over all MIC members in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen, amen, and amen. Praise you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. There are some things that um, you need to pay attention to in the chat room. Pay attention to them. Amen. Tonight, our featured proverb is Proverbs 16. Our featured proverb is Proverbs 16. Thank you. And our verse for meditation 
comes from Psalm 98, verse 1. Psalm 98, verse 1. Our featured e-book is Double-Minded Man Spiritually Unstable. Double-Minded Man Spiritually Unstable. So tonight, saints, we're going to talk about Tonight, we're going to talk about desiring unshakable faith. Amen? Desiring unshakable faith. Praise the Lord. Desiring unshakable faith. Praise the Lord. Amen. 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 So, saints, we are Christians. We are Christians. We think I'm supposed to have faith. I'm supposed to have faith. But many times, if we are truthful, we find ourselves coming short of the faith which we need. Yes, it happens to Christians. When we admit this to ourselves, We are well on our way to the faith which we seek. You see, saints, we have to be truthful not only with God and with others. We must be completely truthful with ourselves. When we are not, we hinder our own progress in Christ. When we are not completely truthful with ourselves, we hinder our progress in Christ. And that's not the idea. Amen? We don't want to hinder ourselves. We work, <laughs> we've, we've been at this and put a little too much in it for that. So, it's not that we do not have any faith at all. No, that's not the case. It's that we are aware that there is faith beyond our present expression. There is faith beyond our present expression. Even the apostles had a sort of faith when they were first with Jesus in Cana of Galilee. They were just really becoming familiar with him. And so they had a sort of faith, you could say, when they were first with him in those days. They did believe on him in a way. They did. However, they did not yet have the faith which overcomes the world. That was much later in their development that that faith became theirs, that they possessed it. It was not immediate. It wasn't in the first year. 
or the second one for that. It took quite a bit of time for them to overcome their own handicaps and their own doubts and their own fears and their own questions and their own confusion concerning Jesus and who he was and what his real mission was. They'd heard things in synagogue, but now they had a real person that they were trying to connect the things that they had heard to. And they didn't always get it right. Amen? They did not always get it right. The faith which we are moving towards, saints, is a sure trust and confidence in our God. Now, if we want to be truthful, you know it's important for us to be truthful, we must admit that there are times that we doubt God. Yes, there are. Moses doubted God, as human as Moses was. We did not see the Red Sea part. He did. He had doubt. Yes, we do doubt from time to time. And it's it's the truth. And if you're not willing to admit that to yourself yet, then repent of your sins so you can change that. Because you're not going to go any further until you do. Yes, you do doubt. Amen. Let's go to Jude, verse 3. Jude, verse 3. Jude, verse 3. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and to exhort you that ye should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints, that ye should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. That's right. That's where we're headed. That's where we're headed. We are encouraged in this scripture to earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. Most of us have experienced forgiveness from our sins. Most of us are now experiencing a oneness with God through the work of Jesus Christ. Many imagine that they have this type of faith, but do not. There are a lot of people who may be considered as Christians, who think they have this kind of faith, but they do not have it. They do think that they have it, but they do not. Amen. 
It is a progressive, a progressive walk with the Lord, which brings us to the faith. It's a daily walk with the Lord, a moment-for-moment walk with the Lord, progressive, just as it was with the early disciples, so it is with us. It takes time to grow in faith. It takes time to mature in faith. It takes time to come to know the Lord. It takes time to really receive his word. This is not microwavable. You cannot push a button on your cell phone and get it. Unfortunately, we have developed some of the mindsets of the world and brought them into the church. But I want to remind you, church doesn't change no matter what the world does. The church is the church, and the world is the world, and the two are not one. And you cannot bring worldly mindset, worldly attitude, worldly perspectives into the church because they are unholy. They are unholy. And they do not mix with holiness. Amen? You cannot bring worldly mindset, worldly belief systems, from the world into the body of Christ and think it's going to all stir in well. No, it does not. You cannot bring homosexuality from the world into the church and think it's going to sit there just fine. As we have seen in recent years, it does not. A separation must come. Perversion does not belong in the church, not at all. And many other sins that are gross and vile and wicked that most Christians upon the uh, born-again experience throw off and shun. They can't, you can't drag them into the church. There's no place in the church for that because everything in the church is dedicated to God. We serve a holy God, and uncleanness has no place in his presence. Amen? Uncleanness has no place in his presence. Perversion has no place in his presence. Amen? You can't drag that. There are concepts and methodologies that worldly people use in business that clash the word of God. You cannot bring those concepts into the church. You will find, as you continue 
your journey with the Lord, that there are going to be people that are going to drop you because you are no longer interested in the world the way you once were. You won't have to drop them. They're going to drop you because you have changed. You have a different center. You have a different devotion. You have a different interest, and they don't want to hear about your God all the time. Every time you turn around, you're saying, praise the Lord. They don't want to hear that. It convinces them. They don't want it, and they will reject you, and they will malign you. And they will talk to other people about you behind your back. Amen? And that's the way it is. Amen. You see, there are people in the church who think they're really Christian. And they're really just worldly people that said a sinner's prayer. That's it. That's all there is. If they even said a sinner's prayer. They are still just as worldly, almost. They'll just tell you, well, now they don't go to the clubs anymore. But they're still worldly on the inside. And they think they can come sit among the righteous and blend in, but it doesn't work. It does not work. You must needs be changed. It's a spiritual transaction. You must be changed from within. It's not something that happens in your head. It's something that happens in your spirit. Your spirit, man, must come alive to God, or else you are still dead in your sin. Amen? And that's the way it is. And it's not going to change either. It is not going to change. So, it is a progressive walk with the Lord which brings us to the faith which enables us to say this. It is no longer I who live, Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. It's a long road till you can say that and have your innards resound with you when you say it. You know, when you start out, you're just reading it. Then you get to the place where you're quoting it. But it's a long walk, time, when you open your mouth to release those very same words and everything within you resounds as you do. That's a long walk. It doesn't come in five minutes, ten minutes, fifteen minutes. You can't push a button and get it. It's a long walk with the Lord. Amen? 
And some of us still don't have that understanding. Well, I've been doing this for six months now. Surely I should be where Dr. Sabrina is. Well, I have news for you. Jesus has been working on me for doing what I'm doing at this moment since before I was born. He started on it when I was in the womb. There, you get the point? Long walk. It took the Apostle Paul some time and much suffering and difficulty before he could say this. Much suffering and difficulty. Before he could say this, nor will you arrive overnight either. Jesus has given us the legal authority to use his name, to take authority over Satan. Yet we must grow in faith in this area also. All the things that you've learned, You've got to continue to grow in them. No, you can't check them off your list. Keep growing. I know you said, well, I know these three scriptures. Well, there's some more. There are a lot more. Well, I'm I'm praying better than I was praying before. Praise the Lord. But there's better after that. Amen? Amen? He delegated, Jesus delegated all authority, all power of rule in heaven and in earth to the church, to the body of Christ. The body of Christ is made up of saints. It's not a statue. It's not a building. It's people filled with God's spirit. The Lord Jesus compared himself to a man who was going on a long journey and left his servants in charge of his house. Well, saints, that is precisely what the Lord Jesus did. That's exactly what he did. The Lord Jesus destroyed the works of the devil. He finished his earthly assignment. Through obedience, he defeated Satan and stripped him of his power over us. He was exalted and given a name that is above every name. And he gave the church that name to use against the strategies, the agendas, the activities of the enemy. We're supposed to use the name against the enemy wherever we find him. It's our responsibility. Yes, it is. The church now has all the power and authority of that name to Stop the enemy. The church has been empowered to stop the enemy. 
This earth does not belong to the rulership of Satan. You say, really? That's right. It does not. It looks like pure chaos, but it doesn't belong to him. He's lost his rulership. He's lost it. It's gone. And he can't get it back either. All he can do is try to blind Christians and blind everybody else and try to get away with illegal activity. And that's what he's been doing. He's spending his time getting away with illegal activity. That's right. That's what he's been doing. And unfortunately, unless we have become alerted in these areas, we just let him do it. As if nothing's happening. And we just can't continue to do that. That's how we got in the mess we're in. The church decided they didn't want to deal with the demons. They didn't want to deal with spiritual warfare. They didn't want to deal with Satan. They just wanted to sing hallelujah all the time. Well, that's not all there is to the kingdom. We have to do our part of the responsibility. No, this earth is under the authority of the body of Christ, and it belongs to the Son of the true and living God. He's given it into our dominion under our authority to do what he wants done. We're following his orders. Just as Jesus followed his father's orders when he was on earth, so we're to follow Jesus' orders while we're on earth. Amen. Jesus intercedes for the church to rule and reign with him through the power he invested into the church through his name. He didn't give us his name to wear it like an earring. He gave the church, the body of Christ, his name to use against the enemy and the enemy's activities. It's not a trinket we wear. It's authority that we exercise. Amen. Maybe I'll say that again. Jesus intercedes for the church to rule and to reign with him through the power he invested into the church through his name. Now that Satan has been dethroned, so to speak, we are expected to reign in this life through Jesus Christ. We're not supposed to be giving the enemy any ground. No ground. We're not supposed to be giving the enemy any ground at all. Amen. 
That's the way it's supposed to be. This is not a cocky work of the flesh, church. No, rather, it is in deepest reverence and honor to our Savior. This is not a John Wayne make my day kind of thing. No, it's in deep reverence, appreciation, and honor to our Savior. We are the servants of the Most High God. Amen. And some of us don't have that mindset yet. Some of us do not have that mindset yet. But we need it, and we need to ask God for it. No, this is not a, well, I've got power. No, that's not what this is. This is some humility put to work. That's what this is. None of us are second-class citizens, not one. None of us are second-class citizens. We studied about that not too long ago. No, we have become a kingdom of priests and a holy nation unto God. We have changed. We have come out of the world. And we have now become in Christ a kingdom of priests and a holy nation unto God. Exodus chapter 19, beginning with verse 5. 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 Now, therefore, God speaking, if ye will obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant and obey his covenant is what he's saying, and then ye shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people, for all the earth is mine, all the earth is mine, and ye shall be unto me a kingdom of priests and an holy nation. That's what God wants. So that's what we're going to grow to give him. Amen? That's what God wants. That's what we're going to give him. Amen? Revelation, all the way to the end. Revelation chapter 20, verse 4. Revelation, verse 4. Revelation chapter 20, verse 4. And I saw thrones, and they sat upon them. And judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus. 
and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their forehead or in their hand. And they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. That's a long time. They lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. This explains to us that there are those who will live and reign with Christ a thousand years. Yet, saints, today, today, we must begin to grow into that work. That's right. You see, this tells us that not only have there been persons beheaded for their witness in Christ, but there are going to be some more. This isn't over yet. Amen. This is a real world and a real word. There have been people beheaded for their witness for Christ. And this continues to this day. Amen. It's a rough world. But this is this is a tough word. Amen. Today we can rule and reign with him in the power and authority of his name. Psalm 103, verse 19. Psalm 103, verse 19. Psalm 103, verse 19. The Lord has prepared his throne in the heavens. The Lord has prepared throne in the heavens, and his kingdom ruleth over all. His kingdom ruleth over all. Saints, we are not waiting to be delivered out of Satan's hands. We are delivered already through Jesus Christ our Lord. We are not waiting to obtain our inheritance. We have already obtained it in Christ. Ephesians chapter 1. I'm going to give you a minute to get there. Ephesians chapter 1. We're going to verse 10. Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 10. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 10. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 10. That in the dispensation... Of the fullness of time, 
he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. Amen. That's what the Bible says. You see, in God's purpose, at his timing, it's his desire to gather us all together from wherever we are, whether we're in heaven or on earth, to be with him in Christ forevermore. That's his plan. That's what he wants. And because of what Jesus Christ has done for us, we've become gifts as if we were gifts to God that he finds delight in. Amen. So, part of God's plan and has been from the beginning. It's part of his purpose that we should praise God and give glory to him for the things he's done in us and through us. He's put this all together. He's had this plan from before the foundation of the world. Oh, he's made provision for us in Christ Jesus. Yes, he plans to gather us all together. The saints that have gone on ahead before us and those that will remain on the earth until he removes the church from the earth. That's the way it's going to be. Amen? And no, you don't get to pick your time. And that's the way that is. Amen? And that is the way that is. We are not waiting to be seated with Christ in heavenly places. We are seated with him right now. This isn't in the by and by. No, it's in the right now. While we're here on earth, we are still seated in heavenly places through Christ Jesus our Lord. We, our feet are down here on earth, and we also occupy a seat in heaven with him. Got it? That's the way it is. Amen? That is the way it is. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 19. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 19. Ephesians chapter 1. Verse 19, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward? It comes this way, who believe 
according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. If you continue reading in Ephesians, we have a seat with him, with the Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Because I know by now that you've studied Ephesians 1 and 2 because we've asked you to uh, many times over the years. Amen. We still have been given power over all the power of the enemy. God did not erase scriptures out of the Bible. They're still here. In Luke chapter 10, verse 19, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Some of us don't have enough faith in this scripture. Amen. Some of us. Do not have enough faith in what this scripture says. God's given us power to overcome the enemy. He says he's given us power over all the power of the enemy. And nothing the enemy does is going to be able to hurt you. But you've got to believe that with all your heart. You can't have situational faith with this. You're either going to go all in or you're not in. Amen. Tell the truth. You're either all in or not in. You can't halfway do this. You're either going to be all in with this scripture or you're not. And that's the way it works. That's the way all of them work, as a matter of fact. You're either going to give it your all believe it with everything in you, or you're not going to get the results it promises. Amen. So, saints, let's use the power which we have been given. Operates, steals, kills, and destroys illegally. As the body of Christ, we've allowed Satan to take too much territory. We've given him way too much slack. We don't need to do that. We need to step up our game, so to speak. We don't need to give him all this territory. Because if you give him that, he'll take more. We cannot afford to be lax in our assignments from God. We cannot afford to be lax in our assignments from God. Amen. 
your spiritual warfare matters in your neighborhood and community and in your church. Your spiritual warfare matters in your neighborhood and community and nation and in your church. It matters. It makes a difference if you're there doing what God has called you to do or if you're not doing it. It makes a difference. It's not the same when you're not in place doing what you ought to do. Amen. That's just the way it is. You see, if the watchman goes to sleep, the enemy creeps in. Amen. It is it is against the will of God for us to continue to sit back and allow Satan to gain control of our streets our neighborhoods, our communities, and our government through unrighteous leaders, which we in the flesh elect through our lack of voting according to God's will. We're not supposed to sit here and do nothing when they decide it's time for them to shoot in the neighborhood. For whatever reason, they decide to get drunk and shoot or be on drugs and go to shoot. We can't just sit here and do nothing. Our mouths must open to the Lord. We must take authority over the enemy. We can't just sit here and pretend we don't know what time of day it is. That's right. We have to erect a righteous barrier to enemy intrusion where we are. We must raise prayers to the throne of God that bring the power and protection that we and others around us need. You know, whether you actually like your neighbors or not really doesn't have anything to do with it. It's a responsibility that God has given to us. We have the power and authority to use his name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. I'll say it again. It is against the will of God for us to continue to sit back and allow Satan to gain control of our streets, our neighborhoods, our communities, and our government through unrighteous leaders, which we in the flesh elect through our lack of voting according to God's will. Do you know that there are some Christians that don't vote at all? They were born in this country, and they don't vote. They haven't been to prison. They don't have a felony issue. They just sit on their rump, criticize, judge, and don't vote. Part of our responsibility here. We have input 
into the system. This is not the Chinese Communist Party yet. We have power and authority to use the name of Jesus. And we're expected to do just that, no less. A charge we have, and we must keep it. For some reason, we have the nerve to pit our opinion against the true will of God when it comes to the vote. We think our opinions reign. We are wrong. The will of God reigns. Voting is not as it was in high school. It is not a personality contest. Because if that's what it is to you, you're in the flesh and you're already in sin. It's not a personality contest. Your eyes are supposed to be fixed on the Lord, and you're supposed to watch him to see what he's doing. We are to cast our vote for the candidate of God's choosing. You cannot sit at a dinner table with me and tell me that your vote ruled out mine when you voted for a wizard. It's not going to work. Wizards endorse other wizards. You can't tell me that you were following the Holy Spirit and voted for a wizard. You just can't do it. It's never going to work. Amen, and that is the truth. You can't decide what God ought to do based on what alphabet is behind somebody's name. Those alphabets don't mean very much, but the will of God means everything. Amen, and that's the way it really is. We are his ambassadors. We represent his kingdom, not our own opinions. All of our righteousness is as what he said? Thank you. That's exactly what he said. Amen. Because in our flesh dwelleth no good thing. Our want is the flesh. I like this one over this one. That's the flesh. We are called to commit our flesh to death through crucifixion. We still think that we can vote without fasting and seeking the will of God first. No, because in order to do that, you've got to die to your own will first. You see, when my mother was alive, she used to wonder how it is I would already know who was going to win the election and become the president. 
In fact, after she had experienced with me that with me a few times, she told my dad, ask Sabrina. She already knows who's going to win. Well, how did I know? I learned not to listen on the TV and pay no attention to what people were saying in the street. I learned to shut up and be still and wait for God to speak to me. And many of us need to practice that. Shut you down. Open up to his spirit, the spirit of truth, God, the Holy Spirit, who brings holy orders to us from the throne of God. Amen. With one word, just one word, God could destroy every trace of sin and wickedness from the face of the earth. Let me say that again. With one word, God could destroy every trace of sin and wickedness from the face of the earth. But that's not his method. Hmm. God has chosen to work through his church. That's through you. And me. Amen? We have a responsibility here toward God, toward ourselves, toward our church, toward our neighbors, toward our world. And we need to do our part. You say, well, my little vote doesn't count. That's not the truth. Every every person matters. We ought to know that by now. Every single person matters, whether they spend their days in the prayer closet or they spend their days writing articles telling people what's happening. Every single voice and every single person and every single contribution matters. And for you to say that it doesn't matter means you've been listening to the demons instead of to God. I really would hope that we'll do better in the future. We will improve on what we've done in the past. I decided that I needed a little more time with the Lord. So I went downtown and I asked them to send to me my ballot in the mail, and I bring it home, and I spread it out, and I sit before the Lord, and I get my instructions from him, and he helps me to find out something about these people, and my decision isn't necessarily based on just my findings, even though I have them. It's based on what he tells me. His choice in this race is, and that's what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to obey him. Amen. You see, when I came to the Lord, I gave him my everything, and that included all of my voting rights. They're his to use at his disposal. 
gave me his all, I gave him my all. I hope that makes sense to you. I hope that that makes sense to you. Because that's the way it really is. I am his servant in the earth. I am his servant in the earth. I'm here to serve him and his kingdom. Amen? Amen. So I pray that we got something out of these few words that I've shared with us all, I got something out of it. And I hope that you did too. Amen. Surely it's something to think about and something to pray about and something to meditate on. I know most people think and firmly believe that their vote belongs to them. But when I came to Christ, I gave him everything surrendered all. I didn't hold back anything. I encourage you to think about that. My vote is his. Amen. Jesus said, Father, because I always do what he tells me to do. He tells us to decrease that he might increase. I voted to go for the decrease. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let me get a swallow here and we'll be on our way. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We're going to our guest call-in and area code 763. You're on the air now in Jesus' name. Area code 763. You have to speak up for me to hear you, hon. Going once. All right, we'll talk to you next time. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Area code 863, you're on the air in Jesus' name. Hello? I don't hear a soul. Amen. Amen. You all don't want to talk? Tonight, okay, that's fine. Whoops. Did somebody say something? Amen. You don't think you need prayer for anything. Area code 818, you're on the air in Jesus' name. Hi, Pastor. I'm glad to be um, on. Um, I have a couple things going on. First one, I really love tonight's message. Um, I agree, and you know that I am pursuing that stuff on a higher level that God, God has been putting me into. I won't get into specifics here, but um, I was actually hoping I would be able to be picked today because I really need 
more strength, um, like fatigue, like um, strength, wisdom, patience, whatever I need to really be able to do what God is having me do in those endeavors. Um, I need it. Um, and so I wanted to get like a bigger prayer for that. And then secondly, um, I, we are praying there's this issues with my housing situation. My, you know, my daughter is uh, a caregiver too. And, um, here and she needs, she's been not well. And so things aren't uh, working really well right now. And she's, you know, she's, I'm frustrated because of it. And so I'm just praying that God would um, help with the household situation. He knows what we need. I don't want to be too specific on, you know, right here, but um, like, I just need God to work all that stuff out. It's just a lot of things. And it's like, you know, like I know the double gets more active when God is working for you. And when things are, you know, you're trying to do, what he's having you do, then the devil adds all these other things. And I just want God to to just deal with all those things for us because we're all like, trying to figure it out. And if, and if he can move us to a different place, that'd even be better. Um, I would love that. All right. Okay. Amen. Faith work is by love. So let's get our faith out through the love of Jesus Christ and And let's pray for our sister and her situation tonight. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, the Bible says for us to humble ourselves. And then it tells us exactly how he wants us to do this, how you want us to get this done. You tell us to cast all of our care upon you because you care for us. So, Father, that means that we have to actually let go of the situation and hand it over to you completely. Number one, confessing that we have the situation, whatever that is, and that we need your intervention. We need your help. The word tells us that if we call on you, you, you'll answer. You'll hear us and you will answer. The Bible tells us in Proverbs chapter 3, beginning with verse 5, that we're to trust you with all of our heart and lean not to our own understanding. That means the answer isn't between our two ears. The answer is coming from you through prayer and seeking your faith and trusting you and waiting upon you. So, Father, we thank you that you're extremely specific about what you're expecting from us. You tell us not to lean to our own understanding. But in all of our ways, that means get off the way we think. But in all of our ways, to acknowledge you, to submit to you, and you yourself will direct our path. So, Father, I ask that you bring our sister and her family into agreement with the scriptures into full obedience with the scriptures. You see, the frustration comes in when we try to do it all ourselves. So, Father, sometimes we must learn that we are using the wrong procedure, and therefore we have not received the answer. You said when we ask, you would answer. Ask, seek, and knock. Lord, we ask that you answer these petitions from our sister 
through the Holy Scriptures, through the opening up of the Holy Scriptures to her, through the change in situation that comes from trusting you. It may not be all in the natural at first, but nonetheless, you are answering. And we're going to trust you for the answer. We take authority, dominion, and power in the name of Jesus over every spirit of confusion, every spirit of hostility, every spirit of, well, I think, because none of those spirits bring dependency on Jesus Christ. Amen. We ask you, Father, to lead, to continue leading our sister in the position that you have placed her in in that group. You have her there for a specific reason and a specific function. Thank you for releasing your grace to her. Thank you for continuing your favor toward her. Thank you for dealing with her enemies. We give you praise. And so Satan has found that he can't get through door number one. So he's headed to door number two. Father, we block his entry through door number two in Jesus' name. We block Mm -hmm. his entry. We bind him, his strategies, his agendas, his plans, and his tactics. And we shut off the pathway to door number three. We thank you, Lord, for helping our sister to see you in movement, to see you answering, and to release her faith in you. Though her daughters may not join her, still you will. She will trust you in spite of her children. We ask, Father, that in time you will open their eyes to see what they ought to be doing. They ought to be here learning and being trained because you will not allow her forever to do their prayer warring for them. It's their responsibility. So we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. And we thank you for what you will do to resolve and answer these situations in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen, amen, and amen. God bless you, sister. Thank you. God bless you. I love you. you. Bye-bye. Area code 678, you're on the air in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord, Dr. Sabrina. This is Jackie B. Thank God for you. I enjoyed the sermon so much. It really really helped me in a lot of ways. Um, I'm calling because I would like prayer, and then I want to give God all the praise and the honor and thank him for the ministry because it helped me so much in so many ways. Uh, I just want to say, Dr. Sabrina, how God has blessed me and brought me from a mighty long way from where I was when I had a visitation at your church. And um, I just want to say how God has blessed me you know, through attacks that I was getting from the wizard and the, and the witch, how God has closed those doors. But at the same time, you know how I told you how I could hear, like, vibrations from the backyard and voices of him and that witch? The witch don't speak no more, but I know she's still working with him. But at the same time, 
He just keep begging for a door to be open. Oh, I got on clothes. I can't put a tax. I can't do this. I can't put a tax on you or curses on you. I never, what is going on? And he be cursing Jesus and everything, but I plead the blood of Jesus against him. I bind him still, Pastor. But I just thank God that when he tried to send a tax, I just feel the presence of the Lord all over my room and over me. And he tried to keep me from my sleep, but I thank God he closed the doors from them demonic dreams. And those attacks, I just praise God. I just want to give God all the praise, how far he has brought me from where I was with, you know, with all this witchcraft. I just I just want him to cease and go, and I rebuke him to go in Jesus' name. But he's still hanging on. He even say he can't do nothing, and he's going to die if he don't get this curse completed. But, uh, well, Jesus, let him die. Oh, yes. I Don't you know? I, That's I, what I, the scriptures say are going to happen anyway. Yes, yes. Let him go right ahead. Yes, yes. Amen, amen. But I just thank God, and I just request for prayer for myself to continue to go through, you know, through these uh, battles. But God will bring me. I, I, I just believe He will give me full deliverance. I believe it with all my heart, and also uh, my granddaughter reenlisted into the military of uh, the Marines, and she's becoming a sergeant soon. So I just, I just pray over her, too, for her protection. And um, that's all I really have to say, Pastor, just pray over me and my family, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we know that the Lord has brought you seriously a long way, yes. and he doesn't have control anymore, and he knows it. Yes, and he he's knows. right. He knows he's going to die, okay? Mm-hmm. And it, it, and in that knowledge, he still doesn't want to turn to Jesus. Mm-hmm. So that's his problem, not yours. Amen? Not you be fine. The Lord will continue to bless you and to favor you and to give you victory in spiritual warfare. Continue your march in Jesus. Do not take your eyes off of him. Do not look to the left nor to the right, nor depend on anyone else but him. Yeah, I know that's right. Your Amen. Your victory is found in him. Amen. Thank as far you, as your grandchild is concerned, she is in the will of God. She Amen. is doing his will, and she is blessed in her doing. Yeah. So, Father, we plead the merits of the shed blood of Jesus over both of them. We submerge them under the blood. We thank you for all the protections that you've given them. And thank you, Father, for increasing their faith. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord, and we give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. We love you. God bless. I love you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, saints, for praying with me. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let's see. Let me get around to what I'm supposed to be doing here. Amen. Praise God. Amen. All right. Our God is an awesome God, church. Our God, it's not just a song, because the person that recorded that song has gone on to heaven. He he sang his song and went on home. And so that was left 
to us is a legacy. And we need to believe that our God really is awesome. And he can do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think. Amen. Because it's the truth. So we are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning a Missouri pastor who recently told his congregation that autism is a demon that can be cast out by Christians and pointed to many examples of this recorded online, has resigned as a member of the board of the Stoutland School District after the backlash over his comments. Well, can you imagine what they say about me? (laughs) See, folks haven't changed. They don't have any faith in Jesus. They don't believe in him. Still, see, it's right here. An official at the school district's office in Stoutland confirmed on Thursday that Pastor Rick Morrow of Bueller Church in Richmond submitted his resignation Tuesday, more than two years ahead of 2026 when his term on the board was expected to expire. Morrow's comments stem from a Bible study session at his church on September 6th where he was teaching about deliverance. Shortly after his session began, Morrow spoke about autism, which refers to a broad range of conditions characterized by challenges with social skills, repetitive behaviors, speech, and nonverbal communication. I know a minister who has seen lots of kids that are autistic, that he cast that demon out and they were healed. And then he had to pray and their brain was rewired and they were fixed. Now, saints, some of you have already experienced part of this in your own life where God comes in and rewires your brain and fixes it the way it ought to be. So you see where these people are? Morrow told his congregation, noting that they could go online and see lots of examples of it. Indeed, a cursory search on YouTube presented multiple testimony videos of individuals claiming they were delivered from autism, which affects about 1 in 36 children in the United States. If it's not demonic, then we have to say God made them that way, Morrow continued in his comments. Now, I'm going to tell you one of the avenues that Satan uses uh, to bring that, well, I'll tell you about two. Uh, One of them is uh, witchcraft curses that have been inherited down the family line. Just about everybody in this ministry knows something about that. Okay, another avenue is through vaccines. Ah, And you know about that, too. So Morrow continued in his comments, like that's the only other explanation. Why does my kid have autism? Well, either the devil has attacked them, he's brought this infirmity upon them, he's got them where he wants them, and or God just doesn't like them very much and he made them that way. Well, my God doesn't make junk. God doesn't make mess up. God doesn't make people that way. 
So let's quit being nice and putting a Band-Aid on stuff and giving it medicine, he added. How about you just cast the demon out? Morrow's comments quickly began making the rounds on social media, sparking a barrage of backlash from members of the Stoutland community and beyond, like Jessica Loveland, who stated a Change.org petition to have the pastor removed from the school board hours before his resignation on September 12th. It is disheartening to know that someone like Wick Morrow holds a position of power within our school district while harboring such discriminatory views toward individuals with disabilities, Loveland wrote. Well, you know, imagine what she's got to face when she meets Jesus. Think about it. Just think about it. Morrow's comments have not only caused immense distress among parents like myself, but also pose a significant threat to the inclusivity and acceptance we strive to foster within our community. It is crucial that we take action now to ensure that our children are provided with an environment free from prejudice and discrimination. Well, guess what? That means everybody would have to die. I suppose that's what she plans. I don't know. If you want an environment that's 100% from prejudice and discrimination, you'll have to die. Everybody will have to die. In fact, I read today that the CEO of this huge corporation, that's what he's proposing, the annihilation of everyone on the planet. It's an interesting world, Saints. It's an interesting world. Those comments came from Loveland, despite Morrow providing further explanation of his comments in his sermon on Sunday. He maintained that his comments were misinterpreted. I made a statement Wednesday night talking about demons, and we're going to keep talking about them on Wednesday night, I said. Let's talk about something demonic, and I said autism. And then I said God doesn't make junk. Those of you who know me know that I love people and that would never say that people are junk, he said. It has been perceived that I'm evil and that I'm full of the devil. And they did this to Jesus, remember? It's right in the scriptures. They did this to Jesus. And the Bible tells us that what they did to him, they're going to try to do to us too. And here it is in broad daylight. Amen. And that I'm full of the devil and that I'm possessed myself because I said kids with autism are junk. Now, we know that Leviathan twists as much as he can. He's that twisting demon that comes to take straight words and twist them so that they can fit with perverted minds. Those of you who know me know that I love people. (laughs) Amen. Amen. That's what has been perceived. What was intended was autism is junk. People that have it are loved by God and loved by me, he explained. Morrow said, and that's the first thing they go after, you don't love me. Oh, you don't love me. They don't think God loves them because he corrects. They're too proud to receive correction. So when God brings correction, it's you don't love me because they're proud. 
Hello, that's the way it really works. Mar said that he's made attempts to clarify his comments with some of the mob mentality currently attacking his church for his statement on autism, on autism, but lamented, I can't get anywhere. I have been told that autism is a blessing from God. Now, you know, Lord, whew, that's why we're presenting this to you for your adjudication, sir. I have been told that I'm the evil one. But you know what? If I was to stand up here and say cancer is junk, people would agree. If I were to stand up here and say addiction is junk, people would agree. But for some reason, when I shine the light on this subject, it has been blown so far out of proportion, Morrow continued. The Missouri pastor apologized to anyone who's been hurt by the mischaracterization of his comments but maintain his conviction that autism is a demonic affliction. For those of you who have been having to deal with this thing, I apologize. I'm not apologizing that I want people free from things. I'm not apologizing. I want to see people healed, he said. I'm apologizing if you've had to deal with the misperception of my intentions. So, Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus Christ for the adjudications of the righteous judge concerning this. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning a former Best Buy employee. Excuse me. Said he's suing the electronics, the electronics chain claiming he was fired for expressing his religious views over a job-mandated LGBT training. Enes Sujek, a Serbian immigrant who now lives in Florida, says he was terminated from his job working as a member of Best Buy's Geek Squad Repairs Unit in Jacksonville on September 1. That would be here, dear. After speaking out against a mandatory training video on LGBT history, Sujak, who came to the United States in 2002, said in a statement on Give, Sin, Go, that he was told to watch the video rather than tend to clients waiting on my assistance. My ability to help and serve customers with electronic repairs and the sexual orientation of my colleagues have nothing in common, he wrote. In fact, sexuality has no place in the workplace. And forcing me to subject myself to conduct that I believe constitutes a sin while taking me away from serving my former employees' customers is simply unacceptable. In fact, it's unlawful. First reported by James O'Keefe, formerly of Project Veritas and founder of O'Keefe Media, involves Sujak and his Geek Squad Squad manager, Mike Hirsch, who was recorded telling Sujak that comparing Christianity to LGBT ideology was inaccurate. When Sujak asked Hirsch why Best Buy would not allow Christian displays in stores while the company requires employees to attend LGBT training, Hirsch replied, 
They're not the same. You are choosing to believe in Christianity or Muslim or whatever. You can choose that. They, LGBT-identified people, don't choose that, Hirsch added. Boy, is he wrong. In August, Sujak shared an internal Best Buy poster with resources for employees of various groups, including Latinas, disabilities, and pride, and noted white males were conspicuously absent from the poster. By memo from 2022, confirmed details about the company's partnership with the McKinsey Accelerator Program on human resources training curriculum, which appeared to exclude white employees. The document announced Best Buy had expanded its McKinsey program from one course for black professionals to providing customized courses for those who also identify as Hispanic, Latino, or Asian. Our main focus through the collaboration of the cohort is to create a space where everyone feels valued and included, said Georgia Vahuya, Senior Manager of Strategic Initiatives, Inclusion, and Diversity in the Statement. In addition to the core leadership and management skills that are learned, each cohort also provides a strong networking opportunity for its members that last long after the program ends. Following his termination, Sujek said he hired an attorney and plans on filing a civil lawsuit against Best Buy. As of September 14th, Sujek has raised over $10,000 for his legal fees. I will no longer be silenced, and I will not be standing down, he wrote. In no way have I ever argued that anyone who differs in religion, gender, or sex should be treated differently. Rather, all I wanted was to be treated the same as them and have my beliefs respected equally. So, Father, we want to thank you in the name of Jesus Christ for your adjudications of the righteous judge concerning such. Amen. That happened in Jacksonville, Florida. Requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning a commemorative plaque placed in the lobby of the Broda Chapel at the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary that President Al Mohler says is meant to serve as a prominent acknowledgement of the contributions enslaved people made in building the Louisville, Kentucky Institution is being challenged as a disappointing celebration by two outspoken black Southern Baptist ministers. The controversy over the memorial erupted after Pastor Dwight McKissick, who who founded and leads Cornerstone Baptist Church in Arlington, Texas, visited the seminary in June and noted that he did not see a memorial erected to the slaves who built the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary that Mola promised in 2020. I did see buildings and memorabilia honoring the four racist, sexist founders. However, I didn't see any memorial erected honoring the slaves who who funded and physically constructed the original campus. McKissick remarked in a post on X. 
the social media platform formerly known as Twitter, after his visit. As I walked on an old cobblestone bricks at one point, couldn't help but wonder had slaves actually handled those bricks. President Mola promised to build a memorial honoring the slaves, and I trust he'll keep his word before he retires, McKissick continued. I promise to give toward helping toward that end within my very limited financial capacity. I will keep my end of the commitment by contributing a modest gift towards that project if he keeps his. In 2020, McKissick called for the renaming of Boyce College, the private college located at SBTS amid a general outcry from racial justice activists across the country for the removal of statues of slaveholders from public spaces as well as their names from buildings in the wake of the killing of George Floyd, which rocked the nation that year. Prior to that call, Moreland had urged the SBTS community in 2018 to repent of the sin of racism in a 71-page document called Report on Slavery and Racism in the History of the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. We must repent of our sins. We cannot repent for the dead. We must, however, offer full lament for a legacy we inherit and a story that is now ours, Mola wrote to the school, founded in 1859 as a part of the pro-slavery Southern Baptist Convention. It was noted in the report that James P. Boyce, the founder and first president of SBTS, and other founding faculty, who I won't name them all, all owned slaves. Together they owned more than 50 persons and invested capital in slaves who could earn for their owners an annual cash return. The seminary's early faculty and trustees also defended the righteousness of slaveholding. Despite calling for repentance for a legacy of slavery we inherit and a story that is now ours, Moeller, who previously noted in June 2015 that he had no intention to remove the names of any of the founders from the school buildings, reiterated that commitment in 2020 in response to McKissick's call. He offered, however, to erect a memorial to the enslaved people who were held by the seminary's founders. On seeing McKissick's post on Twitter in June, Moeller replied with an apology and noted that the memorial was already done and is quite prominent on the school's campus. The SBTS president further offered to show the Texas pastor where the memorial is located if he would rejoin him on the campus to have a look. Pastor, glad you visited. Sorry you did not see the memorial. It's quite prominent. You had suggested it, and we followed up as promised. Your suggestion was right and timely. If you have time to come back, I will gladly show it to you this afternoon, uh, Moeller wrote. He was unable to return to the campus, but Derek Haynes, pastor of St. Paul Baptist Church in Shively Heights, Louisville, replied in a post on X with a photo of the memorial. I'm no scholar, but prominent seems to be somewhat of a stretch in my estimation. Again, I'm no scholar. Neither am I a dummy. The very placement of this plaque proves, at the very least, 
that Albert Muller is either culturally insensitive or ignorant. The founders aren't heroic, Hayes wrote. Hayes, who would later reveal that he is also one of a few black students enrolled at the seminary, was not pleased with the inscription on the plaque nor the placement of the plaque on a building that celebrates one of the founding faculty members. Our founding faculty, James P. Boyce, John A. Brodus, Basil Manley Jr., and William Williams, defenders of slavery, gave this institution its birth and devoted their lives to its cause. The inscription on the memorial began. They are also slaveholders and defenders of slavery. Together, they claimed ownership over at least 50 fellow human beings, equally made in God's image. The inscription endorsed by the unanimous action of the seminary's Board of Trustees on October 12, 2020 added, We do not know their names, but God does. We now honor and express gratitude for their unrecognized contribution to this seminary and its mission. Honor to whom honor is owed, Romans chapter 13, verse 7. Statement shared on the memorial, McKissick said he harbored great expectations of what the slavery memorial at SBTS would have looked like compared with the photo of the plaque shared by Hayes. I must admit that I was hopeful in search for a memorial so prominent and visible that I could not have missed it. In my mind, I pictured an outdoor, highly visible memorial that could not be overlooked. No one told me that. It was simply what I had hoped for, he said. Even though he promised to donate to the erection of the memorial, honoring the enslaved men and women who helped build the seminary, no one informed him that the plaque had been made and placed in the Brodus Chapel for viewing. McKissick said he only decided to check the campus of the seminary for signs of the memorial after reading a tweet from fellow Southern Baptist pastor Alan Cross referencing the school's history of slavery. It triggered my memory to go and see if a memorial was actually there. I made a quick hurried visit to a couple of buildings on campus but did not see it, and I looked outside on the lawn and still did not see it. I assume one had not been erected. But if I can be honest, I fulfilled my commitment to make a donation by sending Southern Seminary a $2,000 donation, which was my estimate that should have at least covered the cost to erect the plaque, he said. A more expansive and expensive memorial would have required a larger donation. So the size of the memorial saved me money. When asked about the memorial, its formal announcement and placement on the campus of the seminary on Wednesday, Morley said in an interview that the memorial was placed in Brodus Chapel shortly after the promise was made to add it to the campus in 2020. He said they also consulted with several black students and a member of the seminary's board to decide on a fitting tribute. I consulted with some African-American students and we have an African-American board member who was also involved in this decision. Noting that they also felt the Brodus Chapel was the best place to show off the market. We intentionally put the marker in a very strategic place, which is in the main entrance to one of the most historic spots, prominent spots on the campus, 
which is in the foyer of the Brodus Chapel, Moore explained. I guess there are persons who could say it could be more pro- uh, in a more prominent spot, but frankly, I'd be hard-pressed to find an area of wall on which a marker could be made that would be more prominent. He noted that the SBTS Board of Trustees also had a restricted celebration of the marker at the time it was unveiled due to COVID-19. We invited a lot of people from the campus to be part of it. But let me remind you, we were doing it under the situation of COVID when we could not have large assemblies, Moeller said. It was not in the time for public ceremony. It was impossible. Moeller noted that even though some people may criticize the marker as insufficient, he is also aware that everyone would not be pleased with what they have done to celebrate the slaves. We put up that marker in good faith. We stand behind it. It is a public statement. I realize that does not please everyone as sufficient for what they would hope. I can say on behalf of the institution, we want to do everything that is right. But clearly, there is a level of disagreement about what that right action would be. McKissick said even though he is disappointed by the statue of the memorial, on the SBTS campus, he is grateful that Moyla kept his word by acknowledging the role of the enslaved and their financial and labor contribution dedicated to the formation and founding of Southern Seminary. Though he celebrates the acknowledgement of the contributions of slaves to SBTS, McKissick made it clear that it doesn't make up for the seminary's refusal to scrub the names of the slaveholding founders from the school's buildings. The names of the slaveholding founders should be removed from the buildings on campus, he said, but does not believe Moyla and the leadership team have the inner moral wherewithal to do it. They obviously value the slave masters more than they did the enslaved, and they are not willing to admit the magnitude in which they were wrong and to deny the fruit of repentance by removing the names of these slave masters, McKissick added. Hayes argued that if visitors were to intentionally go searching for the SBTS slave memorial on a random visit, it would be difficult to find on the campus because there is no guide directing them to the plaque. You know, I walked around the campus looking for it. I asked the employees, have they seen it? The way I was able to find it is I asked the campus police, Hayes told them. Thus, Campus police called two or three staff members, and one of the staff members was able to tell the campus police exactly where it it was at. The police told me where it was located, and I went and I looked and took a picture. Hayes said he found both quality and placement of the memorial of the enslaved at SBTS disingenuous. I'm certain that a number of the faculty and staff were not aware of that plaque or what the plaque said. I don't know how much noise has been made about the plaque. The truth is there's nothing significant about the plaque. There's nothing prominent about where the plaque is placed. The plaque itself, or what's written on the plaque, he said, liking it to a mere footnote. I think that's a perfect way to explain it. It's a footnote. And I believe that it's also an Al Mohler telling black people out about it. I think it's Al Mohler's way of saying hush. The National African American Fellowship, a network of more than 4,000 predominantly 
African-American churches affiliated with the Southern Baptist Convention boasts more than 400,000 members. Over half of the 800,000 black churchgoers affiliated with the Southern Baptist Convention, but constitutes just over 3% of the denomination's 13.2 million strong community. The Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission reports that in 2020, the number of African Americans affiliated with SBC was 880,108, according to the Baptist Research Center in 2021. That number grew to 8,885,520 African American Southern Baptists, which accounts for 6.47 of the denomination's membership at the time. Data show that of the 4,448 students enrolled at SBTS, only 128 are approximately approximately 3% are recorded as black or African American. Since 2018, the seminary has designated scholarships for black students as part of the Garland Scholarships Program, named in honor of the seminary's first African-American graduate. The seminary states that the scholarship is designed to redress the legacy of slavery and legal segregation in the United States. While there have been efforts made by the SBC to better address issues of race and racism over the years, including the historic SBC Resolution on Racial Reconciliation in 1995, in which the convention officially apologized for the denomination having supported slavery and segregation and asked forgiveness from their African-American brothers and sisters. The SBC has struggled to engage black adherents on, on issues like racial reconciliation and critical race theory to better understand how racism impacts the community. Over CRT, in 2020, led to a number of black churches to cut ties with the denomination. Hayes argues that Mueller's treatment of the memorial shows that he lacks cultural competence and that he has to be disciplined in that area. He's not only insensitive, but he doesn't have the capacity to even want to understand systemic oppression, Hayes says. The Louisville pastor, whose church is loosely affiliated with the SBC, said he led a predominantly white congregation before moving to his latest congregation, which was created from a merger between a predominantly black church and a predominantly white church in 2009. He admits that when he first started attending SBTS as a graduate-level student, he quit because he became uncomfortable, but God called him back. Initially, to be honest with you, when I first started, I withdrew for a while because I just didn't want to be a part of that climate and that content. I was so uncomfortable, he explained. He said he went back because I am convinced that this is a part of the call that God has on my life. I felt compelled, and to be honest with you, having to repent because ultimately I felt like I disobeyed God, he said. There are people right now that know that I go to Southern, and you know in their eyes I'm a sellout. I'm an Uncle Tom and a number of things that they call me. Well, just join the gang, darling. But the truth is, I believe that I'm operating according to God's will for my life. And I believe if I'm obedient to God, then I can make a difference in the space that God has called me to. Unlike McKissick, Hayes does not celebrate the plaque as a small win. For me, it's not, it's not enough. 
I would rather they didn't put a plaque up at all than to put up what they put up, plaque where they put it. I would rather the library that has been redone and partially open now, particularly for students, to be named for the first African-American graduate on the Southern Baptist Seminary. Rather than it being the Boyce Library or whatever library is or whatever the library is called, he said, that would be something prominent. It would be more prominent if you had a plaque for those who were enslaved. It would be better to put it out in the open somewhere to give it a significant size to somehow make it attractive, he explained. If we really want to do some of the things that I believe Al Morley said that he wanted to do as far as reaching particularly African-American people and doing right by African-American people, I think it at the very least, that some of the things that Dr. Moeller said should do, he said, noting that he would also love to see the hiring of more African-American professors. He said the treatment of the slave memorial made him question Moeller's sincerity. I think, first of all, we've got to ask, what's the motive behind that? Is it to silent Pastor McKissick? Is it for Pastor McKissick or other black pastors to say, this is good enough, he asked? A better way to apologize and repent of systemic racism is to take the names of slaveholders off school buildings, he said. When I go in certain buildings, I don't want to see pictures of men being portrayed as heroes who enslaved black people that look like me. Whew. So, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we ask for adjudications from the righteous judge. Amen? and the rectifying of whatever situations need to be rectified in this matter. Amen. Praise the Lord. Saints, in case you don't know it, churches have split over what color the choir robes are going to be. Granted, this is a weightier matter than that, but still, it has happened. Amen. Take a little sip here out of my straw. Father, we are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning lawyer and former prosecutor Sidney Powell alleged false claims in the indictment against former President Donald Trump in Georgia. Ms. Powell, who is a co-defendant in the case, contradicted several claims in the indictment in an August 30 court filing, asking for her case to be tried separately from the other 18 defendants, including President Trump. Most of the charges don't involve her, and those that do fatally depend on demonstrable false premises, the filing said. Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis alleged in the August 14th indictment that Ms. Powell participated in a racketeering conspiracy by tampering with election machines and computers and stealing data from them. Mm -hmm. She entered into a contract with data forensic company Sullivan Strickler and caused its employees to copy data, equipment in Coffee County, Georgia, after the 2020 election, the indictment said. In fact, Ms. Powell asserted, that though her name was printed on the Sullivan Strickler contract, she never signed it. There was no contract for Sullivan Strickler 
to conduct forensic imaging of the Coffee County voting system, her filing said. Ms. Powell signed no such contract. Ms. Powell did not plan or organize the Coffee County trip. Ms. Powell did not request Sullivan Strickler to undertake that project, it said. As for the breach of the equipment, the firm claimed in a separate lawsuit that its employees believed that they were authorized to copy the data. They said at least one Coffee County election official was present during their work. A unanimous Coffee County election board gave permission for the forensic inspection and nothing was stolen, the Powell filing said. The prosecution rests on the assertion that the county officials themselves weren't authorized to make such a decision. Ms. Powell also argued that she wasn't a part of any conspiracy on behalf of President Trump because she wasn't involved in most of the actions alleged in the indictment, wasn't in contact with most of the people allegedly involved, and was, in fact, mostly at odds with them. Ms. Powell did not agree with any of her purported Cokins to do anything improper, and many of them, her, many of her purported cons, co-conspirators, publicly shunned and disparaged Ms. Powell beginning in November 2020. Others she does not know or had no contact with at all. The filing said, "The main thrust of the indictment focuses on a strategy devised by several lawyers advising President Trump." to arrange alternative slates of electors in several states and thus delay the counting of the electoral votes. It alleges the strategy amounted to a criminal enterprise. Ms. Powell said she had no involvement in those efforts. So, Father, we thank you for the adjudications of the righteous judge in Jesus' name. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning a surge of lawsuits filed against public school districts that corrupt children with LGBT indoctrination and perversion has prompted the Jefferson County Education Association, a Colorado affiliate of the National Education Association, the nation's largest teacher union, to urge schools in its district to destroy any and all evidence of LGBT grooming in the classroom. While the Jeffco Public Schools District says it remains unclear whether or not surveys about preferred pronouns were administered to students in violation of state law, both the district and the teachers' union are telling schools to destroy anything that might suggest a breach of law. I think they call that a cover-up. Both federal and state law forbid mandatory surveys such as the ones the C. JCEA is telling public schools in Jefferson County, Colorado's fourth most populous county covering part of Denver to destroy. And all voluntary surveys must include a parent opt-out in order to be compliant with the law. As we know, many rogue LGBT-obsessed educators have turned their classroom into transgender factories. Many of them are flagrantly violating the law in their desperate attempts to sexualize students under their care. If teachers within the Jeffco Public Schools District wish to groom and probe their students with LGBT perversion, then the JCEA wants them to be sure they always use pencil and paper 
because any digital records are more permanent and may be requested under federal law. In other words, the JCEA is giving Jeffco Public Schools tips and tricks for concealing their unlawful behavior, making it complicit in criminal activity that deserves immediate attention from law enforcement. An email to the district about the matter, the JCEA further encouraged teachers at Jeffco Public Schools to make notations about students and not hold on to the documents. Because, again, if records or proof of illegal behavior go public, then it could lead to prosecution against the JCEA and Jeffco Public Schools for sexual crimes against children. Mm-hmm, that's right. Since the JCEA issued this guidance, Jeffco parents claim that dozens of district teachers have administered gender identity surveys in violation of the law. Many parents are livid about this, stating that the teachers' union is basically telling teachers to break the law and hide the evidence. The leadership actually provided an avenue to get around the law. There it is, circumventing authority. There it is again and basically saying it was okay. And school board member Susan Miller adding that if teachers are caught engaging in this type of illegal behavior, they could lose their licensure. I don't feel I can trust the teachers, added Denise Crawford, a parent with students in the district. Crawford reported the gender identity survey her son received to his school principal, but never received any response. Mind you, Crawford has a transgender nephew and a lesbian daughter, so she's not anti-LGBT. This is not political, she commented. It's just that they're breaking the law. When asked what she believes should happen to the school district and the JCEA, Crawford responded with the same thing that would happen to anybody breaking the law, accountability and correction. I want parents to know the district takes this very seriously, added Miller. Numerous commenters on a story about the fiasco suggested breaking up the teachers' union and perhaps shutting down public school districts entirely and allowing parents to send their property private school of their choice. Only an evil grooming pedophile would probe underage children about made-up sexual perversions like gender identity. So we want to thank the righteous judge for everything he does. Amen. We want to thank him for all his adjudication, and we want to thank him for the prayers that we are about to offer to him on behalf of these situations in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Brother Marshall. Amen. Thank you, Lizette. If any man thinks he knows anything, knows nothing yet as he ought to know. So, Father, I know I don't know much. One thing I do know is that you love us perfectly and that you sent Jesus. and pay, he, sent, he was sent forth to pay the price that none of us could have possibly have paid. He paid a price that was so high, he poured out the blood of the living creator God to redeem us from those nasty, nasty things that were going to jump up in each side of us and point fingers at one another because you said in your word that whatever we accuse somebody else of, we're guilty of ourselves. I think it's the end of Romans chapter 1, beginning of Romans chapter 2. So, Father, I'm not here to point fingers, because I have more fingers pointing back at me than them. I'm here to ask for your help and your intervention, is, even as Pastor Sabrina has already said, 
and all these different areas she's just read through in Jesus' name. Including this business having to do with the, the pastor who was forced to resign. And it does sound uh, from somebody with a medical background is a little bit extreme, but it may be more more truth than I realized about his thing about um, who was his pastor's name. Missouri pastor. Uh, concerning um, Rick, there it is, Rick Morrow. Father God, in his statements concerning, well, we know that a lot of things that people are think are just medical are demonic. And because he said, if we sin not, we were not going to have these problems. He said, if we confess our sins, you're faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And righteousness delivers from death, including those things that would hinder us from living a healthy, normal, prosperous life. How about epilepsy? Epilepsy is one of those things that people used to think just had to be controlled with drugs. But we found out that, yes, people can repent, have a demon cast out, especially if they go back and figure out, where did he come in? How did that get there? So, Father God, we know you don't make junk. And I like his statement about that. He's got that absolutely right. And I think he's got it right. The most people realize that if, if he said that he, he disliked cancer and these other things that people generally dislike, Father God, and he said that people can repent. Because we found out, as I found out some years ago, Father God, that a lot of people end up with cancer, not all of them, a lot of people end up with cancer or carrying grudges. So, Father God, we pray for all those people carrying grudges against Pastor Morrow and everyone else, Father God, in Jesus' name. Those people carrying grudges against different people of different ideologies politically and otherwise. We ask you to send the Holy Ghost to grant each one whatever gifts they need, including those that are railing against him. Because, and railing against the, the, the fellow who uh, emigrated here recently from Serbia. What was his name? Um, uh, Enos Sujak, a Serbian immigrant, Father God. And we thank you for giving him Holy Ghost boldness. And we thank you, Father God, for him being able to start to raise some funds to do a, a legal uh, proceeding, Father God, against his former employer, Father God, who apparently really does think that this LGBT thing is a great thing. Well, maybe they're getting paid to say that. Some, Father, I don't know about all this. A lot of people do things that are offensive to you because they have another agenda. Some of them are just confused themselves. But you're not the author of confusion, but of pieces and all the churches of the saints. But some of these people are confused. But some of these people will say, well, you know, I'm told by my higher up that if we do this, then we're going to get all this money or all this, you know, we're going to be able to. Why would people for, be pushing these things that would, would be contradictory to um, just common sense? Because they're that those people definitely <laughs> have some serious needs, Father God. But don't we all? We all have serious needs, Father God. And you said we need to hold every thought captive. And that goes for each one of us. Even when we were baptized, even if we did it exactly right. Like the Ethiopian eunuch. And that scripture is left out of most of the Bibles except for the King James. That he was supposed to recognize that Jesus is the Messiah. He's the Son of God. And then he'd be eligible to be baptized. He had to confess that. So a lot of people who were baptized sprinkled when they were little babies. They think that's a good thing that, make, that makes them ready to go to heaven. 
Father God, we thank you for um, Pat Holliday's insights into why that was brought into practice, because there was so much witchcraft at the time. They wanted something to, to mark the children, uh, to, to protect them, Father God. And we thank you, Jesus, for loving us and washing us in your own blood, washes us in the, in, the, in the water of the word and washing us in your own blood, that blood of sprinkling. And what is that blood of sprinkling? Because you're speaking. You said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. As you are covered with blood, the blood of the living God. So we plead that blood over each one of us and all that's connected related to each of us, including all those that have been attacked, Father God, for standing up for the Lord Jesus, standing up for what they believe to be right. Were their morals 100% right? I don't know. I do know Pastor Sabrina's right on about the so-called vaccines, some of the childhood vaccines have been shown without much, for people who can look at it objectively, to contribute to the marked increase in autism. is actually a, an epidemic of increasing at an alarming rate. And why is that happening? Oh, because there's some people that work in the pharmaceutical industry that rush things through because they have immunity from persecution, prosecution, well, similar. They have immunity, Father God, but the Christians don't have immunity from being persecuted. But, Father God, you said that all those that will live God in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution, like this fellow who had to leave working for, was it Best Buy in Jacksonville, Father. So we ask for your help in adjudication for this gentleman, for um, Enos Sujak, Father, and help him, Father God, Give him favor, Father God. And I know the court system, oh, my goodness. That's a whole other story, Father God. There are a few people that actually do want to stand up for the truth. But this has been going on for quite some time. When they want to take the Ten Commandments down, how many years ago was that from, from some courtroom? Well, because this nation was founded as a Christian nation. And what was the founding? Yeah. So I had a Bible uh, uh, teacher who said that today they want to call it God's Ten Suggestions. And somebody I know who used to be a Roman Catholic said that even in the Roman Catholic Bible, they even twisted one of the Ten Commandments to not include um, idols. They, they kind of uh, glanced over that one, Father God, because, you know, people actually, at least in other nations, maybe, I don't know if they do in this country, I know in Spain some people actually think that their Virgin Mary has more power than some other churches' Virgin Mary. Well, that does sound like they actually do think the little statue has something to do or maybe if they give it that that power. Hmm. So, Father, we ask you to deliver us all from every spirit of stinking thinking, Father God. And we bind all the witchcraft coming from the pharmacia, sorcery, and witchcraft uh, companies that are putting out uh, the, the pharmaceutical ingredients. And, Father, we ask you to help the parents of young children and even older children to wake up, Father God, and find out that not all vaccines are beneficial. And there's some people, like Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, who had serious doubts about almost any of the vaccines. And there's some other people who were very, very familiar with all of that, who used to work in that, like Judy Mikovich, who had similar insights, Father God. So we thank you, Father God, for many, many people who are actually be willing to be persecuted for their understanding of what's going on in the medical realm, Father God, even with standard vaccines like MMR, things like that. Because our children had vaccines because we thought that was a good thing. That's what people did. And our, but they only had like maybe, was it six or eight vaccines? But now they have like hundreds of vaccines. I don't know if it's hundreds. But uh, some of them, the little shot, maybe have eight little things in one little shot, Father God. And, and they, don't, they never had did any tests to find out how they interact with one another. And a lot of those things have aluminum other stuff in them. Father so God, to, to keep them from whatever. Things that are known to cause... Uh, to, be, to be unhealthy, Father God. 
not that that keeps them from using aluminum in other areas, Father God, not just cookware. So, Father God, we ask for your divine help, Father God, to help your your adjudication for all these things. And those people, as Pastor Sabrina read through all this business about the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary, I did not know about the, the background of that, that organization. I, I did hear about a lot of people involved with Southern Baptist from somebody used to be involved in it many years ago, Father God. And, and, and he was one of, the, one of the deacons at the church, and he found out two-thirds of the other deacons were all Masons, and the pastor was a Mason. And we thought, that's kind of a big problem, because you can't take the cup of the Lord and the cup of Satan and still be walking with the Lord. There is a, there is a distinction there, Father God. And I don't know how many of them are Masons, and I don't know how many of them actually are sincere Christians. Because you're the only one who knows all of our hearts, even as uh, we're told about in First Kings 8 somewhere. First Kings 8 is one of the places, another place. But I'm pretty sure that's where it is. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Mm. But it's in there. I know it's in there. I just don't know exactly where it is. The second, but you know where it is, Lord. And it's several places. Oh, oh there it is. It's verse 39. First Kings 8:39. Then hear thou in heaven thy dwelling place, and forgive and do, and give to every man according to his ways, whose heart thou knowest. Parentheses for thou, thou even thou only knowest the heart of all the children of men. So Father, you're the only one who know the heart of these people involved with the Southern Baptist. Different point of view, Father God, including the and the the fellow who decided to put the little pack up, but didn't put it in the what was his name name was it Dwight, uh, Dwight McKinsey? Oh no, no no that, that's the fellow who who brought the oh it was uh, President Al Moeller M O H L E R. So Father, we ask, you know each one of their hearts, and I can understand why people would be offended. But we thank you, Father God. We've had the amazing privilege, (laughs) amazing privilege of being able to see things a little bit more perspective because you make of all men one blood, like it says, Father. And we're all made in the image of God. What is the image of God? God is the Spirit. Well, we drink into one Spirit with you, Lord. And Jesus poured out his blood, and it says that they're together. The blood and the Spirit somehow are together. Oh, my goodness, Father. Well, I could get into something on that, but I'm not going to. Father God, we ask you to help all these people. Send the Holy Ghost to bring conviction. Because that's what the Holy Ghost does, it says in John chapter 16, starting around verse uh, 7. So we ask you to send the Holy Ghost to bring conviction, Father God, to all these people, particularly the president of the Southern Baptist uh, Seminary and and, uh, Southern Baptist Ministers Group, Father God. And we ask for your intervention and adjudication, Father God, that this this wrong will be corrected, Father God, in the way you see fit, Father God, because those things that are whispered in secret are going to be shouted from the housetop, and you know what's going on, and you're exposing a lot more than just that. Uh, that is very, 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 very significant, but there's a whole lot more that you're exposing in many areas, Father God. How about, the, the, it wasn't just the Catholic Church. There's some Southern Baptist uh, ministers that are involved with some of the stuff that were offensive to young children, Father God. But you said, Fear them not, for, therefore, for there's nothing covered that shall not be revealed and hid that shall not be known in Matthew 10:26 and confirmed in Mark 4:22, as well as in Luke 8:17 uh, in Jesus' name. So we thank you for exposing what's going on, Father. 
because you said, if two of you on earth agree, touching anything in the ask, it shall be done in my Father's name. As we first and foremost repent and renounce all of our own personal sins and generational iniquities. Yes, I had a father who thought somehow uh, if people with a different outside coloring were different and were not, should not be treated just the same as other human beings, Father God. But he, he had grown up with some prejudice in his life. And I'm very grateful, Father God, that, that to the degree that I was spared, Father God, that I did not have to deal with that, Father. I thank you, Father God, for, because red and yellow, black and white, we're all precious in your sight. It's not just a little Sunday school song, Father. We ask for your intervention and help, Father God, because you love all people, not just the Jewish people. I, when I traveled to Israel some time ago, and, 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 and all those people, there's some, some um, was it rabbi they call him, and he was so, his chest was puffed up, and he had all his little underlings trying to elbow their way through the crowd to get to the wailing wall. Was that loving your neighbors yourself, poking people in the ribs, trying to get this guy through? Father God, there's some people that just have a presumption that they're better than others. How about some of the people from the CCP group that think that, what is it, Hunan Chinese are, are much brighter and more intelligent than the, the, the people from Japan or other places, Father God? There's some people that have presumptions that are based on erroneous thinking, Father God, in Jesus' name. Some people have been discriminated against for a long time, Father. And we ask for intervention and adjudication in every one of these areas, not just the Southern Baptist situation, Father God. And we thank you for our pastor McKissick standing up and bringing us to light. We thank you for standing up for all those that are standing for the truth as best they know how, including Sidney Powell. We're asked for adjudication in her situation, Father God. I think she is perfectly justified in trying to separate herself from this, this uh, witch hunt that's been going on against uh, this ongoing uh, one allegation after another after another against President Trump trying to bring anybody in and everybody in. Oh, it must be just in one area, just New York. Oh, no, it's just another area. Oh, no, it's, oh, it's anywhere they can find people to point fingers at him because they're terrified that if he ever gets back into the office, they're all going to Guantanamo Bay or worse, Father God. Maybe the, the people will be finding ropes to throw over streetlights, Father God, even those LED streetlights. Oh, don't us from that too, Lord. Father, we ask for intervention, adjudication from all the perversion. We thank you for this, the people standing up for the truth. And there's something, they actually have a, a, a law that looks like it's trying to get the truth out there in Colorado, which is very encouraging, Father God. Some people are actually able to think, well, maybe they shouldn't be grooming children. We ask for intervention, adjudication, including those people, like that woman, that other people had sexual confusion in her family. Father God, they said they should just be keeping the law. So, Father, we ask for your intervention, correction, accountability in every one of these areas, because you gave Jesus all power in heaven and earth, like it says in Matthew 28, 18. And we know he's coming to rule and reign very, very soon. And it's a very challenging time when Jesus comes back, Father, in Jesus' name. Very, very challenging. A lot of people think, oh, Jesus is going to be a little trumpet blast. I'm out of here. We get to go to heaven, and everything's going to be, you know, you know, golden streets. But some people forget there might be a little challenge on the way there, Father, in Jesus' name. A little challenge on the way there. So we're facing some of these challenges now. So every witchcraft curse coming from the pharmaceutical industry and everyone else coming from those uh, people in the media trying to push the LGBT and those in the corporate uh, it was a public-private partnership, which it sounds more like fascism. They're trying to, from not just Best Buy, trying to force all this agenda, Father God. We ask for your divine help and intervention, adjudication, 
kind of my, and from our position seated in heavenly places, Satan, you're bound, all your underlings are bound, from our feet on earth, our position in heavenly places, according to Proverbs 18.10, Ephesians 2, 6, in Jesus' name. You, Satan, are bound. You, the mind blind, are bound. You, spirit of covetous, greed, mind blinding spirits. You, Leviathan, heads and tails cut off. Every spirit, all the marine spirits, asmos, osmos, incubus, succubus, every spirit of perversion, every unclean spirit behind pedophilia and worse, all the witchcraft spirits, all the witchcraft curses eternally, sevenfold his spirits and sent him to those spirits and tend to death. Render unto our neighbors sevenfold into their bosoms, and their reproach, where they reproach the O Lord in Jesus' name because of the bloody covenant. And we continue to speak blindness to us, and I mean mutinous mouths, and I mean only hear what Jesus wants them to hear, pertaining to each and every one of us, according to uh, Psalm 27, verses 4 to 6, according to, uh, kind of about that, but I get that, uh, Job, uh, yeah, Job uh, 22, uh, 28, for thou shalt decree a thing, and shalt be established unto thee, and the light shall shine upon thy ways, that join heirs with Christ, as it is written in Romans 8, verses 15 to 17, in Jesus' name, we thank you for the spirit of adoption, Father. We don't rejoice if the ungodly spirits are subject to us, but they are. Satan, you're bound. Every ungodly spirit, named and not named, even all those pastors spring has interceded for, including all the spirits trying to steal a single word of the truth in God from all those who've interceded for, and all those standing for the truth as best they know how, not just a pastor from, from Missouri, Father God, who was trying to say, yes, demons can affect people. Demons can cause illness. Demons can cause uh, sickness. And demons can also cause parents to make bad decisions about vaccines for their children. So, Father, we ask for your divine help and intervention. Satan, you're bound. All your unleashed about every mind-blinding spirit about every spirit of idolatry, worshiping the pharmaceutical industry, worshiping the primary medical agenda of, of what was brought in with COVID, trying to worship uh, science, science falsely so-called, like it says in Timothy. There's this. Sometimes science is false. There's real science. There's false science. There's the, the green agenda, the new green agenda, which is what? Just to control people. It's only to control. Masks are only for control. They're not for anybody's safety. Now, even the, even the, the surgeons know that. Father God, we, we ask for your divine help. Those people that, that seen a couple of doctor shows that they know a lot more about medicine than, 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 than the people who studied it. So, Father God, we ask for your divine help and intervention for all those people that have been mind-blinded in Jesus' name, not just those involved with the Southern Baptist Convention, and deliver all those that can be delivered. Satan, you're bound, including all the spirits behind masonry are bound in Jesus' name. All the generational iniquity spirits and all the unclean spirits are bound. Every ungodly spirit indicates locked in, locked in, locked in. Gaspin out to every ungodly spirit, including all this having to do with ungodly control from electronic media, including ungodly frequencies for return to sender. At least sinful, we continue repetition. Heads of spirits descend and do those spirits intend to us. Father, deliver all the children. Because Jesus said you're not willing you're not willing and any of these little ones should perish, including all those that have been groomed in Missouri and other places, Father God. Deliver all and then those in Colorado. Deliver all the children, Father God, from every area, not just the United States. You're not just Canada. All over the place, a lot of people have been groomed. And they tried to force them in some of the African countries when Obama was in office, Father God. And they said, nope. So, Father, we thank you for those people that are willing to stand up for the truth. And those people that stood against COVID, some of those leaders in some of the island nations that happened to die. <laughs> Thank you. 